Toby, what do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? I don't know. An irrelevant. <laughs> okay. All right. We're we're you know this is this is the equivalent of the starting players uh, starting to show signs of life at spring training. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to a brand new episode of Battery Mates. Welcome to another episode of Battery Mates. Uh, it is Sunday, the 11th of March, which means we are in the same month as opening day, which is yeah. tremendously exciting. I'm Matthew. This is Toby. And uh, we have got uh, uh, even worse internet delay than usual, given we are uh, three, three and a half thousand miles away from each other. But we have a great episode coming up today. We, it's going to be a short one. We have no half-hearted attempt at empathy. Uh, just the three up, three down. Uh, we're going to be covering spring training and a whole load of spring training related activities, but we also have the prediction contest. That's right. We're kicking that off. You, you know, we are closer right now than we've been at any point this off season. Uh, well, in, in this two thousand in this calendar year, because we are now only four and a half hours apart, or five and a, five hours apart. <laughs> five hours apart the United States of America marches to the beat of its own drummer and changes daylight savings time at a different that's right uh, time of year so we're we're five hours apart instead of the usual six and I can almost I I can sense it I don't know if you can but oh, I feel warmer yeah <laughs> um, and I can I can only assume it's because I'm closer to you I think honestly the heat in my apartment is set a little <laughs> too high. We had a cold spell a couple of weeks ago, and I don't think I've adjusted it since. So <laughs> I'm actually warmer than I should be. Um, <laughs> talking about being closer together, it's uh-huh. almost time for the fantasy drafts. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a fantasy segue. You know, my fantasy is to be close to you. <laughs> fantasies. You see what I did? Yeah, that that would take that in your sixth round. <laughs> Save that one for the sixth round. That'll still be there. <laughs> yeah. no, the, uh, are you feeling? Are you feeling com- confident? No, I'm never confident. I, I don't know how much we got into this at the end of last season because there's a lot going on. But my team was surprisingly good. Like I, I don't know what I. Did. I'm very, very bad at fantasy baseball, and it. Um, but I was in first place for like two months at the end of the season, and uh, blew it in the last two weeks. Like I, I just completely caved um finished in second place like a half point out but um yeah no i'm not feeling great i feel like i had my chance and now i That's do it. have the number one pick though i have the, i um i know i know i uh, was i earned the number one pick in a uh, random drawing so it's not really earned if it was a random pick but uh, i won't quibble I feel, um i feel like i, I earned it I, i'm i'm excited for it last season was my first proper attempt mm-hmm. at uh, fantasy baseball i came third um, after being in second for a long period of time. Um, but I, I, I was learning the rules of playing fantasy baseball the whole way through the season. Like, I didn't understand the scoring until, you know, June. So, I think that's uh, how Hillary lost the primary in 2008. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Oh, 
but yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, spring training has been both a time for um, uh, and just enjoying some baseball, but also trying to get my head around who are the some of the interesting players uh, coming through and some of the players that have been injured or off the boil that that maybe um, are going to be interesting this year. I've I've just uh, after listening to some analysis of how the uh, Cleveland team have done. In spring oh. training, I've added Jason Kipnis to my uh, high up on my second base uh, hmm. list of players to to take a look at, for example. Do you know that we almost traded? So the rumor going around is we we almost traded him for a reliever to the Mets in the offseason, and the Mets rejected it. <laughs> and it was it was literally we we have a log jam at second base, and he didn't really have a position necessarily, and so it was going to be like, can they save thirty million dollars by trading him? trading away and getting some relief help. And um, apparently the rumor is that Cleveland was in and the Mets were in and then they pulled out at the last second. So I, I don't know, um, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm somewhat glad at this point. I will say he's going he's to get 30 home runs this year and it's going to be the most Mets trade situation <laughs> of recent times. That actually is what makes me feel the best about the prospects of Jason Kim having a good season is the Mets <laughs> gave up on him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we go, um, should we go three up, three down? I think we should. Well, one last piece of advice for the, in the fantasy league. Um, you know, I, most leagues you should dig because I don't know if, if this is happening in your league, but Tim Tebow is not taken in most leagues. And speaking of the Mets, he sprained his ankle. I know he sprained his ankle in week one on a, uh, I guess, a sprinkler head. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't let that – don't let that uh, – the Mets are going to give him every opportunity <laughs> – so, keep an eye. Keep an eye on yeah. uh, uh, on Timmy. So I mean, I think I think he'll get some. I think he'll get some major league abs, but that doesn't mean he's going to do anything with them. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... if, you, if you're in a league where you get credit for at bats, then um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what about merch sales? Merch sales, yeah. That actually yeah. would be a really. <laughs> that would that, be a great. We need to start our own fantasy league. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would love that. I would love that. Okay, three up, three down. Do you want to go first? Sure. Just I need to update the um, uh, Battery, Battery Mates Nation on uh, one of our uh, dear friends, long departed, um, Trevor Bauer, is um, in the news again. Um, and usually when Trevor Bauer is in the news these days, it's not for a good reason. Um, and this is a debatably – it's an interesting reason. So Major League Baseball apparently has decided uh, to encourage players to start engaging on political subjects more, kind of following the footsteps Uh-oh. of the NFL or the NBA. If you've been following this show or if you follow baseball players at all, you know this is not a good idea because baseball players have a lot of <laughs> dumb ideas, <laughs> namely Trevor Bauer, um, who is a, otherwise, by all accounts, a pretty smart dude. Um, he's very interested in science mm-hmm. and drones. Um and he's obsessed with pitching uh, advanced metrics and a whole bunch of advanced, you know, very, uh, I would say, light years away ahead of where a lot of other people are thinking about pitching or light years apart, <laughs> maybe is the best way to say it. Um, he has a very interesting way of, of thinking about the science of pitching. Anyway, Bauer tweeted on uh, this week, he said, just had a meeting encouraging all players to take a stance and be leaders politically. Here's my stance. I find it disingenuous that Major League Baseball Commissioner's Office would encourage this when they specifically tried to censor me for sharing my opinion on the matter. Hashtag rise up. (laughs) 
he I I uh, he then later in response to a fan said it was almost like I wasn't able to access my Twitter account for a while back then. Um, which is disappointing because I it was had, never it was, it was never actually he was never actually suspended by Twitter, right? No, and he wasn't actually censored either because censoring <laughs> censorship is not something that Major League Baseball can do. <laughs> the word means something, guys. Anyway, um, and for someone who claims to be an edge, anyway, I, I, I'm disappointed because I had Trevor Bauer on my three up, three down for this episode, regardless um, of what happened here, and then he went and made a, a you know, Mister. MAGA um, decides to, and he didn't even say anything political. That's the thing. It's, it's still just a little bit. Um, I mean, he is he has said plenty political in the past. Oh God, like he yes. has said that climate change isn't real. Yeah, he's spread conspiracy theories about former presidents. He, he, he's he's dug in in the past. Yeah. No, it, it's not great. And um, and but he might be right that <laughs> Major League Baseball should probably. Stick to their previous position, which is baseball players probably should, in, unless you got something smart to say um, that is verified to be smart by other people other than yourself, um, or you're Sean Doolittle, you shouldn't be talking about politics on Twitter. Um, <laughs> those are the two the two rules I would have. But I was going to have Trevor on this uh, in my three up three down anyway because he gave a really long interview to the Athletic and MajorLeagueBaseball.com about his off season um, training and how he's developed he. He spent the offseason developing two new pitches, um, and it was basically like a you know which one can develop faster and is going to be more effective, um, and and it was a fascinating look at how he thinks about pitching. And I was I was ready to rehabilitate Trevor Bauer and make the case that we all should be paying attention to him again. And I'm I quickly regretted that after reading this this uh, latest yeah. article. So no. Trevor, oh boy. Um, I, I don't usually do this, but I would like to. You mentioned Sean Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, plug another uh, baseball podcast um, that I've been listening to um, recently called Tipping Pitches. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron Dolan, Dolan who is um, Sean Doolittle's uh, wife now. I think they they got married in the in the off season. Oh, great! Um, gave an interview and talked a lot about um, why Sean and she. Uh, takes a lot of stances uh, uh, politically. Um, uh, why he spoke out around the Charlottesville um, mm-hmm. uh, neo-Nazi rally and, and so on is really really interesting. I won't go into it. It's not one of my three, but um, I really recommend it. It's uh, Tipping Pitches, um, and it's an episode from uh, maybe three weeks ago. Uh, so you need to scroll back a little bit. But I, I, I really really enjoyed it. She she's really really interesting and and pretty funny as well. The, the tweets aren't an accident. It turns out they're actually she's actually really funny. Do you think we, by embracing Sean Doolittle last season, um, like solidified that relationship? And and you know, did, did he get the battery mates bump in that in that relationship? And now we don't know that he didn't. Right. I mean, maybe we could see if she'll come on our show too, and uh, we could ask her. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. Um, my first up is uh, also a plug, actually, um, for uh, a really great spring training um, article about um, segregation in Florida uh, in the uh, in the uh, you know, until the sixties. Uh, it's in um, uh, or in theundefeated.com or on theundefeated.com. I, I don't know uh, how to say that, but um, it's, it's a really great piece about how uh, the MLB 
uh, the, the league itself, but also the teams threatened to just pull out of Florida and, and end doing spring training in Florida Ooh. unless uh, the state uh, uh, enforced uh, an end to segregation, segregated um, team hotels, segregated um, uh, facilities in some cases. Um, and uh, uh, it's, a, it's a really fascinating, fascinating article how the players themselves pressured the league and then the league pressured the um, uh, uh, the facilities in, in Florida to, to 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 make it happen. It changed over a couple of years, um, uh, but it, it it just goes to show. I mean, it's a fascinating article, and everyone should read it. But um, my next one, I'm going to uh, talk about the, the the shootings in Florida. Um, it just goes to show that while it's not necessarily a good idea for players to be mouthing off all of the time, um, the sport can make a big uh, can make a big difference in in big ways. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's fascinating. We should tweet about that. That's good. Yeah, I'll tweet that article out. Yeah, that's a, that's really interesting. You want to take the next one too, because you're like you said, it's kind of a natural transition. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> um, obviously, I, uh, yeah, we we in obviously in the obviously in spring training we we record pretty infrequently. So this is not uh, in any way uh, breaking news whatsoever. But I wanted to talk for a second about um, uh, baseball's reaction to the shootings in in Parkland, um, uh, and uh, you know, from a couple of different angles. The, f- the first one is the um, the team. Uh, sorry, the teams. All of them. All thirty mm-hmm. teams wore uh, baseball caps from uh, Marjorie Douglas score. Uh, on the first day of spring training uh, for most of the teams, uh, teams that had uh, games on, on opening day of spring training, and they're going to be auctioning those caps off. Um, the Astros, uh, uh, who share a, a spring training uh, stadium with the Nationals in West Palm Beach, actually went to meet um, some of the survivors of the shooting. And I think it's just that the whole uh, league has, has, has really um, tried to make an effort to, to reach out um, in support of the the kids, which I think is great and um, really impressive. But there was one thing that has really kind of um, bugged me that really speaks to your point about uh, players speaking out politically. Anthony Rizzo went to that school. Uh, that, that's that's the school he went to. He actually, uh, I read uh, this week that he paid for the new baseball field um, at the school a couple of years ago, spent $150,000 of his own money on um, uh, new lighting for the for the for the stadium. So he's obviously got close links from having been there, but has kept in close touch, and so uh, affected him personally very very deeply. And he went to the school in the aftermath of the attack and spoke with students and gave a little speech in which he said that um, this is a wake up call and, and change had to to come. He didn't at any point in the in the speech mention guns. You know, he didn't say the word guns. But he just got jumped on straight away hmm. by people on Twitter and, and the media saying, should you be politicizing? You know, all the usual crap. Um, and I think that if you read if you read the words he said, he, I think he I think he basically was saying that there needs to be more of a debate about gun control. Um, but he was being very, very careful. And it, it was just it was interesting to me just how much he got jumped all over. And I think that MLB. Um, it's good that they're saying the players should uh, uh, yeah. feel free to speak out um, in, in one regard, but I actually don't think it's a league problem. I think the league is 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 not you know is not as awful as you know the NFL um, uh, 
commissioner's office. Right. I think there's a problem with the baseball media and baseball fans. Um, and when people say so, it's a white man's sport. You know, we've got to remember they're talking about the fans. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I just think that was a that was a really depressing moment that that Anthony Rizzo. Uh, in a moment of pain, giving a speech in which he was trying to comfort people, got jumped all over for uh, for not even saying very much. So, um, I definitely think I definitely think that baseball doesn't have a politics problem; it has a it has a baseball fans problem. Well, and and I saw a few people coming to um, Anthony Rizzo's uh, defense on on this. I think Joe Madden spoke out and said he you know he'd never been prouder of yeah. his player, and I, and I thought that you know that helps. I think that, and this is what Major League Baseball clearly. This is what uh, drove Major League Baseball to to actually make a point to, to talk to all the teams about speaking out about political issues and not, and, and encouraging it. I guess um, I just I you know there's there's something about there's a chilling effect, right? Of of you know saying something even remotely heartfelt, and this in this situation, not all that um, political. But I guess necessarily political because the whole situation was is is a political situation, um, and just completely getting uh, hammered for it. Um, yeah, this you know you, the policy can the policies can exist in Major League Baseball, and you know as long as as long as there's going to be negative reaction the way he experienced it, I don't you know what, what's what's the incentive for him to say anything? So exactly, exactly. Well, anyway. I am going to take this uh, in a different direction. <laughs> um, it's been a weird off season for free agents, as as we've talked about a little bit on this podcast, and I'm sure everybody who follows baseball has, you know, the big question is: is there collusion? Um, and the president's been tweeting about it. It's it's everybody's talking about whether there's collusion, um, and it, so I thought this was the most interesting, uh, certainly the strangest outcome of the free in the free agent market mike moustakis 29 year old third baseman on the kansas city royals he uh turned down the qualifying offer from the royals in the offseason of 17.4 million dollars for next season um i think in hindsight that was a mistake i think we can all agree uh he signed this week for a one-year 6.5 million dollar guaranteed contract Uh, uh, nearly 11 million dollars left on the table that's that's embarrassing that's really bad but consider the fact that he made 8.7 million dollars last year then proceeded to set last season he set a franchise record for home runs and he's taking a 2.2 million dollar pay cut it's absolutely wild it's bonkers (laughs) it's bonkers that they this came to this point and the royals weren't like well we're, we're happy to bring you in at you know, we'll give you an extra like one hundred thousand dollars from last season. We'll give you a, a nice bump on your on your previous salary to give him to actually accept a pay cut this season. Um, to I, I, and he, <clears throat> to be fair, I think there is another million dollars he can get with performance. But still, I don't think he can get back to eight point seven million, which he made last year. Certainly yeah. nowhere close to the seventeen point four that he turned down. Um, and there were rumors that he turned down a three year forty five million dollar offer, which have been since. Um, uh, I think that's been debunked, but still, wow. I cannot, you know, this kid's 29. Um, I don't, you know, I wouldn't really want my team to overspend on him. Um, but for $6.5 million, (laughs) you know, 
take a flyer. You know, it seems <laughs> it seems like a, I, I think nothing. there's a there's a there's a PhD paper in the economics of the free agency market uh, mm-hmm. this season. I, I mean, I, I don't pretend to understand it massively because this whole format for trading players is very alien to someone who grew up in in Europe. But um, I, I I just can't understand how this has happened without any collusion i just it just doesn't make any sense to me yeah i mean i yeah i <laughs> have no idea you're I mean, gonna you're gonna you're gonna make an allegation toby i i'm not gonna so here's what i here's what i know <laughs> here's what we what we know is there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke okay um we don't know what's in his heart uh, i mean sorry uh we don't know <laughs> what we don't know is I, I think there is a plausible um, scenario where owners just aren't willing to spend big this off season, um, but I, not like this. This seems crazy, and it seems weird that the Royals wouldn't have just even in the, <laughs> even toward the end of keeping the peace, <laughs> he wouldn't have offered him like you know a little more than he made last year to make him take a pay cut. Seems like yeah, just insult to injury. I don't an know. insult, an absolute insult. but he's a royal and he didn't want a world series so i don't you know who gives you (laughs) (laughs) uh i probably met him when i was at the white house but um i don't know um (laughs) just drop that in there um okay my my last one uh i I know it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke uh uh, on our last episode but i have to say i am still mad as hell about the pace pace of play rules (laughs) it's just driving me crazy um, you can read up about the pace of play rules on the um, MLB's website. I'm just going to read you the URL. It's mlb.mlb.com slash mlb slash pace of play. <laughs> the fucking you could have done that faster, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the goofiest URL. I don't understand why MLB's website is mlb.mlb.com. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Just as a reminder, the the pace of play changes about visits to the mound, limits limits to six, um, with a whole load of confusion about uh, uh, what umpires are going to do if uh, you go past six. Loads of loopholes like um, uh, uh, extra mound visits visits if there's um, any sense of, of an injury. But the thing that is uh, really uh, uh, chafing me is... Uh, uh, section D of the of the rule changes. The pitcher must begin his motion for the first pitch as soon as the batter steps into the box and is alert to the pitcher. Provided, however, the pitcher cannot bring, begin his motion for the first pitch more than five seconds prior to the end of the inning break or pitching change so that television is ensured to be back from commercial break. And I don't know if there's any other rules that like like this, but this is a rule that that bans players from speeding up the pace of play. The, the, the MLB has introduced a rule to speed up the pace of play that blocks players from speeding up the pace of play, and that—that <laughs> that is just—I just—I can't—I cannot get my head around it. It's—it drives me crazy. Uh, but I also do want to—I do want to—I um, do have to say that you know when you when you read up about the the mound visits, everything that the players have said about the mound visits, apart from to uh, correct signal. Um, uh, signs uh, when the players, uh, when the pitcher and the uh, catcher get, get get crossed up. The thing that that gets constantly, constantly mentioned is about um, uh, players uh, slowing the slowing the game down. So they're not really helping themselves in the way that they're talking about it. And I, I, 
the third third time I've done this in this in this episode, I do want to recommend an article um, in uh, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Post Gazette, uh, uh, where they got the uh, players from the, the, the Pirates organization to talk through um, what happens in a mound visit, and it turns out that it is extremely like the famous scene from Major League uh, with Crash Davis uh, just just chattering away. I, I just want to read one quote Boulder. from. Uh, uh, You've never I'm seen sorry. Major League, and we're going to correct that. Yeah. No, uh, you're right. We 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 are we have got that coming up uh, soon in the Battery Mates movie movie uh, night. Um, but Vildarum, you're right. Um, I just want to read this this one qu- uh, qu- quote from uh, a Pirates closer, Joel Hanrahan. Uh, he'd walked a couple of players, so his uh, his catcher comes out. So I went out there and I went, "What the bleep is going on out here?" And he puts his gloves up and says, I don't bleeping know, because he's flying bleep flying all over the place. So I'm like, well, bleep, hit him in the bleeping chest, throw the ball and hit the catcher in the chest, because right now you're in a different area code and all this bleep. He goes, OK, get the bleep out of here. <laughs> I just I just I, that doesn't make uh, doesn't add to my point I'm trying to make. I just wanted to <laughs> to read that bit out because I liked it when I was doing my research. But the, the pace of play thing. I just think there's a the 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 MLB no longer has any standing uh, in this whole debate because they have introduced a rule that bans players from speeding up the pace of play, and to me that is just bullshit. Uh, that I I agree. That is a the suspiciously strange. Um, all the rule all the rules in this pace of play changes like all seem a little bit like. All right, how is this actually going to play out? Will will this actually change anything? Will we notice it as fans? Um, the intentional walk thing last year, I barely noticed that after a few, few a few weeks. So, who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll maybe nothing will happen. Maybe, uh, but I, I don't think this is going to shorten pace of play, and then we're going to be in the same situation next year where Major League Baseball, baseball has a, a condition in the rules where if pace of play hasn't improved, they can you know unilaterally change things and change the game as we know it and. All of a sudden, uh, you know, everybody on the on the field um, can't can't uh, actually leave their positions um, uh, during a commercial break or something. You know, crazy things. Um, I'll go to my last up here. This is something I want the rest of Battery Mates Nation to be aware of. Um, the, the Washington Nationals this off season or this this uh, spring training, this preseason, are practicing walk off home run celebrations. Uh, <laughs> I saw that this morning, and I thought it was an Onion article. I, I thought this was fake. Um, but this is an ESPN article that the Nationals are – and this is the – Dave Martinez, the new manager of the Nationals, said, it's going to happen. One of you guys are going to hit a walk-off home run. <laughs> and um, so I, I haven't actually spent a lot of time – there apparently are several videos. Uh, I don't know. I, I've only seen the one. But, but the, <laughs> the idea that you're practicing a walk-off – Celebration. I guess this is probably in the you know keeping it loose, having fun out there, keep you know make baseball fun again. Uh, yeah, th- this is this is definitely one of the Davey Martinez um, uh, uh, make spring training fun again uh, things. I've I've got to say it doesn't look good. It doesn't um, look I, good. I saw this story this morning. I did not make it one of my 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 three up three down because <laughs> <laughs> it, it really honestly doesn't look good but it is part of a it's part of a whole thing they they the the routine i'm sure he's picked up some of this from um uh his days at uh, the, the cubs he came to us from mm-hmm. uh, the cubs organization 
uh, and they're, they're doing a whole bunch of things. They're, they're having a lot more music on the field. Um, they have a, a, a team meeting first thing in the morning called the Circle of Trust meeting, <laughs> which is <laughs> it's incredible. And um, uh, uh, last week, uh, no, the, a few days before the first uh, spring training game, um, it, in order to help the players, quote, get over the hump of having been no. in the most NLDS games no. um, without making the championship series, they brought in some camels to spring training. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's one degree better than if they would have just practiced the locker room celebration for winning in the LDS series. <laughs> just like, all right, they show up and there's champagne in the in the locker room. There's a bunch of Budweisers and Bud Lights everywhere, and people are you know plastic tarping up every on all the lockers. That's to me, like that's the next step here. Um, let me let me read you a line from the from the Washington Post article. <laughs> the three animals crashed the Nationals' daily circle of trust meeting just after 9 a.m. at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Third base coach Bob Henley rode Lawrence. First base coach Tim Tim Boger read Blondie. Attempts to persuade bull catch, bullpen catcher Henry Blanco to mount Brownie failed. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is. Uh, well, it's <laughs> the interesting. Next, the next, the next line: the Black Eyed Peas, "My Humps," played on the portable speaker on the field. Players clapped to the beat after some initial confusion and bewilderment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good! It's definitely so interesting, good. and it you know it worked for the Cubs a couple of years ago. So, <laughs> good luck to the Nationals out there. Uh, but it does set the pre- the pressure is on for the first walk off home run. If they if they screw that up. You know, and they, you know, they have, they can't redo that. They don't get, they don't no. get another chance at that. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, They're getting marked out of ten for it. Sh- should we take a quick word from our sponsor before we wrap things up here? Yeah, let's do it. This week's episode of Battery Mates is sponsored by SeatGeek. Do you ever get caught out at a game with your buddies when during a lull in the action the conversation turns to your favorite chairs? SeatGeek has your back in an ergonomically supportive way, of course. <laughs> SeatGeek is the one-stop shop for every single fact about seats you could ever want. Did you know the first recorded use of a chair is from 5,000 years ago in Egypt? Or that the office chair was invented by Charles Darwin? We could go on. That's just a taste of what's available at SeatGeek, the site that helps make sure you're never left out in conversations about seats. SeatGeek, get your ass over here. Thanks to SeatGeek. Always nice to have sponsors. Um, and, you know, thanks to SeatGeek, this week I am recording this episode sitting on top of my golden ottoman. Um, it's golden because it's made of very comfortable material, but it's sprayed or covered in a gold leaf. Um, just gorgeous. Anyway, right now um, we're we're only a couple weeks away from the first games that actually mean something in the season. So it's time for our preseason predictions and uh, I'm feeling this one by myself because Matthew doesn't have time for this. Um, I want everybody to know what we're what we're going to do here. P- our preseason predictions have not changed. So if you did this last season, it's exactly the same rules. You probably remember them from last year. You probably competed. Um, here's what you got to do. So you go you use your voice memo app or some other sound recording app on your your phone. Or, I mean, hey, you can go into your local public radio station and ask for booth time. Whatever floats your boat. 
you got to answer six questions and you want to do it pretty quickly, you know, 30 seconds at max, you know, if you can get 10 and 10 or 15, even better. Uh, six questions are this one, who are you? Say your name Two, who's your team? Three, how many games will your team win in the 2018 season? Number four, how far will they go? This is easy. You know, will they make the playoffs? Are they going to be a wild card team? Will they make the LCS? Will they make the world series? Will they win the world series? Um, it, or if you're Matthew, will the highlight of your season be the spring training uh, home run walk-offs, walk-off home run celebrations? So, you know, that's a big one. How far will they go? Number five, which two teams will play in the World Series? Helpful hint, make it an American League team and a National League team. Every winner in the past two seasons has done that. Uh, and the last one, number six, what team wins the World Series? The, team, the, 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 the people who win this usually pick that one right or get pretty close. All right, so then send that voice file or that audio file to thebatterymates at gmail.com. That is the, T-H-E, battery, spelled like battery, mates, M-A-T-E-S, at gmail.com. And you want to get that in by the end of the day on Saturday, March 24th. Uh, you know, I guess midnight Eastern time. It's at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, make sure you get it in, all your predictions, by Saturday the 24th. Uh, that gives us time to edit it all together before opening day on Thursday, the 29th, when every team plays their first games. So good luck, everybody. And remember, when you're making your predictions, the Mets have Tebow. Okay, that's the prediction contest. Uh, clear as mud. Um, I would like to just, uh, again, <laughs> apologize to the winners of um, last season's prediction contest. Are uh, their, their prizes, uh, baseball signed by Jason Kander, uh, as mentioned previously, are, are on a boat on their way from America to London, where I moved, a recent storm at sea literally blew the boat off course. (laughs) And the boat is in Belgium at the moment. So those, um, those, uh, those prizes are are even more slightly delayed, but I'm hoping that they will get to um, the winners of last year's prediction contest before the end of this year's prediction contest in in the fall. Um, so that's, I think I think that's it for this week's episode. We're yeah. going to be back in the next couple of weeks or so. We have um, a battery mates at the at the movies uh, night uh, coming up in the next episode. We're going to be reviewing uh, the uh, movie Sugar. Excellent. Um, which is about a, a minor league a minor league player and his travails. Uh, but I think that's it. Yeah, and I'll be in, I'll be in Arizona on location um, uh, next weekend. Actually, jealous. Uh, jealous. Yeah, I'm. I'll be. Uh, I'll probably record a, um, you know, something on location from there. Um, but uh, you know, as these things go, I just I just use the press pass and just kind of forget my job for a little while. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's um, that's that's coming up in all these in the next couple of weeks on Battery Mates. We will be back before. Um, before the season starts but you know don't wait to get your predictions in um and uh i guess you know that's the ball game shag those balls <laughs>